Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, mm-hmm. and the guy who is affirming that is my good friend Hal Edward Runkle. Hal, <laughs> how are you today? I'm good. You're I, good? I am saddened. What, saddened because... By the death of Louis Zamperini. Louis Zamperini has yes. passed away. Yes. Uh, this morning or last night uh, or something? Last night yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. He was... Uh, yeah, if you're not familiar... Remarkable man. Yeah, yeah. Read the book Unbroken by uh, Laura Hildenbrand. She um, she wrote Sea Biscuit. Yeah, right. Well, she yeah, also yeah. wrote this, movie, this thing called Unbroken, and it's his story. He was a Olympic marathoner. Mm-hmm. Went to the thirty sixth Olympics in Berlin. Berlin. Then joined the Army Air Air Command Corps, Air Corps. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, and was a pilot in the Pacific Theater. Got shot down. Then survived longer at sea than any human ever has. On a raft, on one raft, yeah, nine yeah. days Goodness survive. Gracious. I can't, I'm trying to imagine what that. Yeah, and they and she describes the will it so to survive in brilliantly yeah. how they captured birds, right? And but yeah. he was there with another guy and who didn't make it. And yeah. what you do? It was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want. Yeah, yeah. So, but he got rescued after 49 days. But by the wrong people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jap- then he becomes Japanese. a uh, so he's a Japanese prisoner of war POW for a couple of years, and uh, the Japanese. POW camps were horrible, unbelievably Uh, horrible. Yeah, yeah, just unbelievably bad. And he survived, but there was one guy in there, and his nickname is the Bird, who who was unbelievably, unspeakably cruel, evil to him. Yes, and I don't know how they're going to show it. Angelina Jolie has made the movie; it's coming out, or is making the movie. it's coming out uh, Christmas Day. Okay, this so year. it's it's already made. They're in yes. post production and, yes, and all that post. right now. They're in post. I don't know how they're going to depict it because it some is scenes you uh, can't. Yeah, yeah, just unimaginable brutality and cruelty, it, emotional yeah. and physical cruelty. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. But Zamperini uh, somehow or other yeah, makes it out. Yeah, and uh, not just makes it out. Like but, it, it, you would, you would. Understand if someone yeah. came through that and then was just emotionally crippled yeah. for the rest of their lives, but somehow or other the the back half of his life is better than yes. the first half. It's remarkable, and one of the things that they will show in the movie, but is that he and you can read all this, but sure he goes back to Japan to find the guy and to try and forgive him, forgive him, right? Yeah, that's uh, again you wonder what kind of a man. Yeah. It is who who has that in him, and of course he he was a, a man of uh, tremendous faith. Yes, he was. You know, and uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that gets mm-hmm. depicted in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the the genesis of the title of the book, Unbroken. Unbroken. And yeah, movie, yeah, exactly. Is that you is, can't? His spirit was not yeah, broken. Uh, again, you hear these stories, mm-hmm. and of course it, it, here we are, right on the. It's uh, July third when we're recording mm-hmm. this, so so we are looking tomorrow on the fourth of July, and uh, you know it, it's uh, it's easy to get patriotic around the fourth of July. If you if, if you exactly, you go and you see the fireworks and everybody in the hot dog eating contest or whatever. But um, oh, that's right, the old uh, the old Nathan's yeah, hot dog. Yeah. Oh my gosh, seeing that it, seeing that little uh, Japanese dude. Or, yeah, well, uh, it's not him anymore. Yeah, he's, now, he's kind he's of been surpassed. Yeah. He's a but. Uh, you know, which ironically, why is that? That's the American thing. That's exactly. what we do on American Independence exactly. Day. Exactly. In France, they're not having big cheese eating contests. No. They're you know, no. uh, but that's funny. Um, but here is a true American hero. Yes, and and he has every element of 
the uh, the American story. Yes. You know, here's a guy who wasn't necessarily born in uh, in privilege. No, what, not what, at yeah. all. Uh, not at all. It talks about his early, the book talks about his early, early life and trying to scrape two nickels together, but he was always had this great work ethic. And, yep. You know, he was a child of immigrants, Italian immigrants, right? I mean, that's the story but, of America. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're all immigrants. And... And this unbroken and unbreakable spirit yes. that he has, that he manifests. So, um, so we're a little saddened. We are that. saddened by that. It is, but it is like you said, the quintessential American story. And him getting out of this uh, uh, Japanese POW camp right. sets up an interesting thing that I'd like for us to talk about for Uh-oh. a few minutes today. Uh oh. <clears throat> When lecture time? No, 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 with no, 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 no. It's not John a, uh, Allen Turner. No, this is a this is I think something that is important for us to talk about, and it's a, a concept that goes all the way back to, you know, Eric Fromm and Descartes wow. and all of that. So, wow. so when we talk about Independence Day, yes, and we celebrate our freedom, yes, there are two sides to it, yes. So there is a freedom from, from yeah. and then there is a freedom to, to or freedom for, right? You know, and I don't think you really understand freedom until you understand both of those. Yes. So, for example, Zamperini, mm-hmm. when he escapes or gets out of this POW camp, he is free from something. He is free from captivity. Yes. And for a lot of people, they would think that is enough. If I can just get free from this, yes, that captivity, hellish is so nightmare. Awful. Yeah, anything is better than this. If I can just get out of here, anything will be better than this. But he pushed further than that, and he realized he had he had freedom now to do some do things. some things. Yes, and that is how that's how the back end of his life turned out better than the first half. Right. And that's how you're able, now that I'm free from this guy's brutality, I am free to do some things. Right. I could seek revenge, I could harbor resentment, or I could extend forgiveness. And that, let's apply it to the thing that you and I are thinking about every day because we're writing this Launching mm-hmm. Hope book. If your kids cannot wait to get out from under your <laughs> roof. Yeah. Right? In a, not not in a joking way, but right. in a serious, like so many of us. Sure. We just Cannot had wait to, get to get out of here. Out because what we felt was captive. Yeah, we felt oppressed. By parents' anxiety, their need to control, mm-hmm. right? Their strictness, right? Which all of this is born out of anxiety. Now, on uh, just push back gently. Yes. Um, sometimes when you're 17, 18, what feels like yes. oppression isn't really oppression. Is is true. reasonable limits. True. But but it feels like this unreasonable uh, anxiety and oppression and bars and, and I think yeah. but I think if it feels like that to a 17-year-old, then that is a statement about their relationship with their parent. Sure. Yeah. Right, because that means that's the only thing they're getting from their parent. The kids do not hate all rules if they have a good relationship with their parents. Right, 
if parents are approachable, if they're if they mutual respect, yeah, right. They they don't hate rules it that is, way. Yeah, I think it is rules that feel arbitrary. Yes, without or, explanation. Yeah, without explanation, and there's no reasoning with you. Yes. Can I come to you and say I understand you want me home at ten o'clock? Right. For this reason, this reason, and this reason, I would like to stay out till 11. And and do they feel like they will be heard yes. in that conversation? If they don't, then whatever curfew you set for them yep. is going to feel oppressive. Exactly. So the more they feel that pressure to just get out, yeah. right? It's a statement of a bad relationship that, the, that they have with their parents. But they're, all they're thinking about then is freedom from. Yes, they are just looking freedom from these rules. Yes, from this oppression, yeah. from this anxiety-ridden uh, uh, oppression. And the problem with that, though, is those are the kids who then fall prey to all kinds excess, of bad choices. Yes, exactly. Excess on the outside. So that's the binge drinking, mm-hmm. right? Because then, all of a sudden, when you're free from yeah. this oppression and rules and all that kind of stuff. You find yourself free to anything goes. Make wise choices or bad choices. Yes. And if you haven't, if you don't have any sort of understanding of that, then choosing education or choosing binge drinking or choosing to view pornography or choosing to study in the library, uh, all of those are equal opportunities for you. Yes, they have. Yes, they're all open to you. And since you're not used to choosing and learning and processing through the choice and then doing it again, choosing and learning and processing through, then all those choices, like you said, they're, they're, all, uh, they're all equal on the salad bar. Yeah. Right? They're all out there, and you're going to experiment, so why wouldn't experiment, I? Yeah, experiment, yeah, yeah, yeah. experiment. Right? And all, because all I'm concerned with is... It's freedom from. Freedom from. Hmm. And no one is going to tell me what to do. Right. Freedom for... I think in a healthy, responsible sort of way, it's like uh, these two things. Uh, I am a servant to no man, but I am uh, my own, like I'm going to tell myself what to do and what not to do. Yes. And I'm going to choose that based on what I want, what I want most versus mm-hmm. what I want now. Mm-hmm. And Which is called end- personal authority yeah. in my world. Yeah. Uh, therapy world. It's called personal, a healthy sense of personal authority. And the stupid thing is, parents oftentimes just expect that to develop on its own. Yes. I remember a happy days. Happy days. With, we Sunday, <laughs> we were talking about this the days. other day, because I said sit on it. Yeah, Remember, potsy. I told you. <laughs> right. I did. I called you potsy, and you I told did. you to sit on it. You did. <laughs> you did. So you were playing uh, Ralph, Ralph Mouth. Mouth. Yes. Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. Is that how you say it? M-A-L-P-H, Ralph Mouth. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Ralph Mouth. No. Well, that's what they meant. It is what they meant, but his name was Ralph Mouth. No, it's not. You're he, lying. Look it up. You don't know what you're talking I about. I do. Donnie, Trust Mo- me. Donnie Most. Donnie, that's right. Donnie Most. And Anson Williams. Yeah, you asked me that. I couldn't Potsy. get Potsy. <laughs> you couldn't remember Anson Williams. You couldn't get Potsy. The amount yes. of our brains that is occupied, just how well, much yeah. of our RAM... Is eaten up because with... we were talking, and, and it was amazing. <laughs> you and I could say the lineup on Tuesday nights on ABC. Was Happy Days was first, then Laverne and Shirley, Shirley, you're right, then, then Three's, Three's Company, company and, and then uh, uh, Too, close, too for close, comfort. close for Comfort with Ted Knight and, and Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock, <laughs> followed by Heart to Heart. Yeah, when they got together, 
It was murder. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, so, so you saw an episode of yes, Happy Days. Happy Days where the Fonz, hey. Arthur Fonz, don't ever do that again. Arthur Mr. C. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Arthur Fonzarelli was teaching at a local community college. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, he got mm. a job teaching, teaching auto, auto mechanics. mechanics. Yeah. yeah at, and so local his first class. After he came back from France. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is really bad. This is really, really sad. How much of our brain what is space? What's wrong with us? Yeah. And he had the full beard. Oh, he did when he came back. That's came right. Came back from France. Yeah. So he shaved and taught this class. Yes. And he was teaching uh, how to rebuild a carburetor. Yeah. Right? Oh, and he was talking about how he learned to tie a tie. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, uh, You're messing up my story. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you shut You up? finish. So. What he does with the students is he says, okay, rebuild a carburetor. Here's how you do it. You do this and this. You put this piece on there. You put that piece on. You watch this, watch this, and there you go. Now, you guys do it. And they had no idea. Right. It was so simple to him that you just do it. Not he, he had forgotten all the steps that he had to go through right. with an apprentice when he was apprenticing and someone was teaching him, a mentor was teaching him step by step. So he just expected everybody to just do it. You just do it this way. And so, so you said that about parents. Parents just expect it to happen. And I, I do remember having an experience like that with my with my father. And uh, you know, I made a banking mistake. You you don't know how to balance your checkbook. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, no one ever taught me. Yeah person who was supposed to teach me, right? <laughs> One of the exercises I used to do when I did parenting seminars, apart from the Scream Free Institute, mm-hmm. before I, I was back in the fold, um, I would ask people to, uh, as as a table, you know, I would be speaking in, in a room and people would be seated at tables, I would ask mm-hmm. them, as a table, come up with a set of written instructions for how to tie your shoes. Mm. And it was remarkable, you know. That's people, hard to do, man. It is. It's it's much more difficult to write those things down Absolutely. than you think. And a lot of times it has to do with the story. You know, the rabbit goes around the tree and it jumps down a hole. Or there's mm. a there's one with horses, wow. you know, or Hadn't the two rabbit ears. One. You know, they, oh, they there are all kinds of little stories yes, that are learning that tools. Use. I remember I was in Cleveland, Ohio, and one of the guys in the audience was an engineer, mm-hmm. and he had. He wrote like 36 oh, steps. Sure, he yes. had diagrams. Yeah. He had charts, the whole thing. And it was so incredibly left brain, right. uh, bullet list. It was magnificent. Now, this is what I asked him. Could a five-year-old follow that? Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem, is by the time you know the terms that you're writing in that You've wrist, been tying your shoes instructions, for 20 years. And you forget. Four-year-olds yeah. don't even know they're left from their right sometimes. Right, right. They don't. They they would never be able to follow those instructions. We've forgotten mm. what it's like. What it looks like to train. Yeah, right. From their perspective. From their perspective, yeah. what it's From like to be a four or five year old. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And so, what are we? What are we doing when we're not helping them learn to exercise their freedom uh, early on? Yeah. Within smaller. Uh, um, spaces than the big wide world. Yeah, you know? and when we're not uh, couching their development in the context of there are things you are becoming free from, Yes, and there are things you are becoming free to. And 
the better you deal with what you are free to do, yes. the better choices you make help you get free from, from more things. Exactly. Right? Free from debt. When I'm with my freedom to mm-hmm. manage my money, I choose to spend less than I earn. So I am free, free to, to later because yeah. I'm free from debt. They, that's how they work in the, you know, the better you get at one, the more you get of the other. Right. And the the more poorly you manage your freedom to, yeah. the more likely you are to not lose be free from, your you freedom lose, from. You'll lose your freedom from. Yeah. Because we will we'll incarcerate you. We'll lock you up if you exercise your freedom to right. poorly. Right. I mean, you, you just think about how the two work together. And this is one of the reasons why I think, like you hinted at earlier, you know, why kids uh, gravitate towards binge drinking and hookup culture, right. and because they don't know, yeah, they've never had that, that much freedom before then, right? And so it's and all, all they've been, ex- been concerned with, and and we even say, well, as long as you're in my house, but yeah, now yeah, once you're sure. out on your own, you, you can, can do whatever, whatever you want. want. You can get a you know a tattoo on your face, and yeah, then that's they, right. And then they go out and get a tattoo on their face. <laughs> <laughs> shocking (laughs) (laughs) the worst thing about that you know the tattoo on your face Mm -hmm. okay so all right some people have that and i'm sure probably some of our listeners maybe a couple of our listeners have a tattoo on their face no they don't they might there's one person with a tattoo on his face it's mike tyson and he even regrets it he said maybe i don't know you know i've seen some teardrop tattoos you know or a neck tattoo well dude i i have a guy you can look up guy I went to junior high and high school with yeah, and college with at University yeah. of Texas for a little bit. And he is now, gosh, what does he go by? Like the human leopard? Oh, is he that guy? I mean, every every square, square inch, inch of his body, of his has, body the... has leopard spots. And then he... I, yeah. First of all, I don't want to know how that's verified, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> it is <laughs> Maybe I don't want to Google him, but I don't... He, uh... I mean, we were all... He. What's amazing, though, this guy got like... 1500 on his SAT. Wow. He was uh, taking all these AP class. I mean, he was a yeah. sh- really brilliant guy and got started the senior year, just started getting into heavy drugs. Heavy, heavy drugs. And now he's actually now, he's you know off the drugs, which is great. And he's built a career in the tattooing world. Sure. I'm, but he does yeah. have leopard spots all over wow. his body. You okay. Come up. Wow. Yeah, there are things that you do that just sort of cap your future potential. You know yeah. the human leopard. I, I, I'm sure he is a, a you know in a fine many respects a fine fine young man. Yes. Or he's not, he's not that young no, anymore because he's he, old he's your age. Yeah. yeah. So, but he'll never be president. Like we can just rule that out right yes. now. You know, yeah. it's weird that you can make a decision at 1920, or sometimes you can have the decision made for you. You know, right. when someone when your parents give you a name, a certain name. You just know, I'll never be president. Okay, so let's go back to this. The more you're motivated just by getting free from... Yeah. The irony of that is it limits your free to. Yeah. So you think, now I have total freedom. Right. But you don't. Well, and in many ways, I think you do. You do have total freedom, and the reality is you had total freedom a lot earlier than you thought. Right. You have total freedom until you begin to exercise your total freedom exactly. poorly. Exactly. And each choice you make closes this door or that one. And 
each choice you make does close doors, yes, right? But uh, the better you are, the wiser you are in exercising your freedom, too, opens more and more doors of freedom, too, mm-hmm. right? By, by choosing to limit yourself now, you choose to open up possibilities for yourself later. And that is so hard for a 17-year-old. Or 42-year-old. Yeah, or 44-year-old. Yeah. To understand that when I willingly self-restrain, yeah. when I limit my own freedom, not because it's illegal. And this gets back to a podcast we did last year about uh, smoking pot. Mm. You know, if the only reason you're not smoking pot is because it's illegal, then what do you do when it is legal, right? You go nuts. You go crazy. Yeah. So if um, I choose, I could, I could do that. I could do this. I'm going to sure restrain my own freedom. It's like when we tell our kids... Um, you know, they ask for some, ask us to buy them something, and we tell them we can't afford it. Oh yeah, well yeah. So but if you could afford it, you would, would buy you, them would anything. You, get them that? you would never tell them no. So the only only th- and what that means is I'm using something external to me because as, I don't want to be the one to say no because right. then I look like the I, right. then you're you'll be mad at me. Yeah. Uh, instead, if I say we don't have the money, you can be mad at my boss. Yes. You can be mad at my job. You can be mad at life. You can be mad at God. You can be mad at the country. You yeah. can be mad at whatever you see as or you so hear just me. Just as long as you're not mad at me. Yeah, right. That's because that's my primary Instead concern. of saying, no, I'm not going to buy you that. Why? That will not be good for you. Because I love you. Because I love you is important because too many times we say, because I said so. Mm. Yeah, and which means we're using our positional authority yeah. rather than our relationship as the main authority that we have. So when... We and, and now all of this is incredibly ironic mm. that you and I are having this conversation on the third of July. All right, because uh, for a number of reasons, but one because um, the fourth of July we celebrate our independence. Yep. Um, but our nation started as a rebellion. Yeah, a freedom from you know the United States um, is in many ways a rebellious child. It's, yes, yes, it was. It saw itself as, you know, loyal subjects until they recognized... You're oppressing us, and yes. your rules are unreasonable, and I don't want to get into, you know, whether they were or not. That's not the point. The point is, we felt like they were. Yes. Just like you were saying, if a teenager feels like the rules are arbitrary and unreasonable, then it's a, sim- a signal that something has gone wrong in the relationship between the parent and the teen. Yes, right? it is. And that is precisely what happened between the United States and Great Britain. Right. And King George. We felt it was unreasonable, and we felt like we couldn't, we, we wouldn't be heard in and, that conversation. And we looked around and said, wow, we, we have the capability of doing this on our own. And to some extent, we looked around and realized they might need us more than we need them. Right. Now, when your teenager says that, when your teenager realizes that, as we have been living vicariously through Through them, them, as we get our self-esteem from them, as we hold them up to our friends as a status symbol, when our kids figure out that we might need them more than they need us, that puts them in a very 
interesting position. Well, and it's ultimately a damaging position for yeah, everyone involved. For everyone involved, right? That's the what. That's the the launch pad hack is suddenly now. You know, the arms of the launch pad are attached to the rocket. Yeah. yeah. So yes. when you when you've got a rocket set up for launch, yes, obviously it needs to be stabilized. So they put this scaffolding around sure. it. These arms to hold it. They're actually up. called arms. Yeah. And, right. And and in order for the rocket to launch successfully, they, you have to retract the arms from it. Because right? if you try to launch with the scaffolding in place, it'll wreck the rocket's trajectory and the launch and pad the launch pad and, gets broken and right. everything burns up. And so so often though, what I see in my practice are. Yeah, they're families where, okay, they, we put the scaffolding around the rocket, and now the launch pad is using the rocket for stability. Launch pad is the launch oh, yeah, pad yeah, okay, base yeah, yeah, yeah. has become sure, so unstable. unstable. This, and think about this. This is a lot of times what happens in a divorce. Sure. Is the, the foundation of the launch pad is now being split. And uh-huh. so it's very, very common for then the remaining parents in their own ways to now lean on the oldest kid. Mm-hmm. Or one of the kids gets, and what we call is they, they get parentified. Yeah. Meaning they get escalated above. And sometimes that even gets passed down from kid to kid. And True. I've even had, you know, people tell me, you know, my older brother told me, now it's your turn to live with mom. Yeah, absolutely. You have to live with mom until whatever, you know. Yes, because... I've done it enough, now it's your turn. Right. And so often what I see a lot of times is when a... I had, a, I had a client I worked with for a while, and they had a they had an only child, and, and the mom was really pretty crazy, and then the dad was really pretty uh, passive, and so he would leave, and uh, working, and then finally he Did had, my parents see you yeah sorry <laughs> and then uh, and then he had to uh, <laughs> and then he just chose to get a divorce from her, and the the daughter who's now an adult, the daughter's biggest complaint was, now you're leaving me to have to deal with mom on my own. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You're oh, leaving yeah. me with mom. And they get... It, it really, really messes up the wiring of kids. And, and it almost happens inevitably in every divorce, where at some point, at some level, there is a leaning on the kid. Yeah, where, right? well, and even prior to the divorce, oftentimes, sure. we've, we've both seen people that we know yeah. who just looking from outside looking in, it would appear that that the husband and wife are more married to the kids sure. than they are to one another. Sure. Absolutely. So then when the kids begin to launch, then it's very, very difficult for everybody involved. Yeah. As it was for Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking if we're making continuing this analogy of the rebellious teenager yes. yeah. named America. It was difficult for Great Britain. It was. Yeah. It was. So where are we going with this, John Turner? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're really talking about uh, um, how we, as parents, set our kids up to experience freedom right. as adults. That's really where we're ultimately going with this. Because we've seen the difference between freedom... From yeah. and freedom to, and we've seen how as parents we can become over reliant on our kids, and when our kids realize that we need them more than they need us, that puts them in a very interesting bargaining position. But it could potentially set them up for making horrible mistakes. So, like you said earlier, if they haven't 
learned to experience some freedom. Yeah. Then we some freedom say, too. We restrict their freedom, restrict their freedom, restrict their freedom, drop them off at college and say, right. here's your freedom, don't screw it up. Yeah. And then we're shocked and surprised when they have five credit cards that have $7,500 each. Absolutely. You know, and they, they graduate, or they don't even graduate. They leave college for whatever reason, and they're carrying $35,000 worth of credit card debt. Yeah. With a 29% interest rate. Not to mention all the student loan debt. All the student loan sure. debt and all the regret from having done a ton of binge drinking yes. and hooked up with, you know, however many however people many, yeah. during their freshman year. Yeah, the and, hookup culture is... I, I saw a, a pre- we were at a conference this week, and I saw sure. a presentation on that. And the hookup culture is scary. It is, and I and I know it makes me sound old, but it really is just the flippancy with yeah. which they at least try to talk themselves into thinking about sex. Yeah, you know how they on the surface think about sex with just this flippancy, right? Uh, but and again, it is this uh, we are schizophrenic about sex. Yeah. As a society, we act as if it is no big deal and the biggest, biggest thing, deal. biggest deal in the world. There was a study that just came out, and this it's one of those study, no duh studies, right? But we got to, we, mm-hmm. because we have to have everything evidence based mm-hmm. in our minds because we worship science. Um, <laughs> you, so we have Scientism. to have this. Yeah, yeah, we do. And this one is um, waiting longer in the dating relationship before you have sex dramatically increases the chances of having a long-term relationship. Yeah. If you wait, and a, a yeah. higher quality long-term relationship. Yeah. Imagine the, such a thing. The third date thing mm. yeah. has just become like standard practice. Right. Well, it, it becomes a litmus test. Yeah. yeah, if we're Over whether not, or not we're going to continue yeah, this. Exactly. If if we're not if we're not having sex by then, on then the third date, then then it, the magic hadn't happened. We're not compatible, or yeah. or something's wrong with one of you. Yeah, right. Something. Or he's she's just not pr- that into you. Yeah, he's not in it, or she's a prude and yeah, not into sex. So we're just gonna. Yeah, it's baffling to me how it became such like just accepted standard operating procedure. Yeah. So this this uh, hookup so, well, culture is indicative of something. Well, then. it just means we need to, you know, give our kids freedom to have sex before they go to college. That's is what that what it means? means? Yeah, that, yeah they okay. need to have Where's frequent the study that shows frequent that? sex, sex and freedom yeah. too. That's what we're talking about, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. So here's Johnny down the street. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna uh, <laughs> arrange dates arranged, and all that. Oh yes, arranged gracious. hookups. You know, so the more you do it now, you'll inoculate Just yourself. Just to clarify, that right. was Hal who <laughs> said me that. doing it. To Send us. all well, your my email. Dad, to... My dad, you know, he caught me smoking, so he made me smoke the whole packs. <laughs> Oh gosh! So when my parents walked in on me having sex, yeah. So you know, they what? took me to hedonism. Yeah, for they did. It's um, right. So <laughs> that's terrible. Wow. This is what we talk about in the book, though. What we're writing about in the book mm-hmm. is that every launch needs a countdown. Yes, strategic and, sequencing of preparation. And we tend to talk about freedom. Yeah, and particularly on the Fourth of July, we talk about freedom in a, a binary state. Like freedom is on or off. Freedom mm. is a thing mm. or there is freedom or there is not freedom. And we'll even say as long as one person in the world is unjustly oppressed, none of us is free at all. Right. We make these blanket overstatements as if that were a true statement. Freedom 
exists on a spectrum. And there are degrees of freedom. And that is, I think, what we're getting at here, is that parents and teens have operated as if freedom is a thing that is on or off. And now I'm not, and then, yeah. I'll, then I will be. But... But they've gotten that message from us. Yeah. What if we began to see freedom as this spectrum mm-hmm. and began uh, moving towards freedom and introducing elements of freedom and allowing them to be a little bit more free today than they were this time two months ago. Right. Before they have, quote-unquote, demonstrated the responsibility. That's the hard part Yeah, right we've there. talked about that before, yeah. how my daughter pointed out how ridiculous that is to me when she yeah. said, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to take your phone away until you can demonstrate responsible use of, you know, phone, which she said, yeah. how am I going to do that if I don't have my phone? Well, and, and that's a little bit like... Um, uh, you're a terrible driver, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take away your, your driving, privileges driving privileges until you get better. Yeah. How is that going to happen? Right. How is that going to work? Six months from now, I'm not just going to magically... But we, we have this idea. When you're older, you'll be more responsible, then you'll have more freedom. Yeah. And it's just going to naturally develop in you. Because we, what we think is there's going to be a natural brain development that just occurs... You know, with a natural maturity that just occurs. And to some extent, yes, there is a constant evolution of us, uh, you know, becoming more and more adult-ish. But but the real way that occurs is through, as we make more and more adult-ish decisions. It's trial and error. Yeah. yeah. That's how I got there. That's how you got there. That's how our parents got there. And the ones that do the best are the ones who have mentors who aren't afraid of that error part. Yeah. You know, so we don't do the trial. We don't let them do the trial because we're so scared of the air. We're terrified of it, and we're transferring that anxiety to our kids to such an extent that our that teenagers now mm-hmm. and and adolescents and emerging adults are terrified. They're paralyzed of making the wrong choice. Yeah, I um, I'm wrestling with my daughter right now. Okay, uh, she's 17. And we wanted to get a job this summer, and as of yet. Well, here we are, July third. New now, yeah. she did. She did China a trip to China the first uh-huh. week and a half summer, and then she did a full week at a um, at a college, a, a camp thing yeah. at a college. Um, but what she got like five four weeks and a half left? hours away? Yeah, but that's five weeks. Yeah, you know that's five weeks, man. It's so easy for us to say, "Well, it's only five weeks." I know. You know, I mean, I know. we're halfway through, and then once school later, starts, yeah, no, I had a job. Got, yeah. I had a job during school. Did, yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah I had a job I know. after Especially school. Especially my senior, she's going to be senior yeah, this yeah, year, yeah, right? I had yeah, a job after school, yeah. right? And so, but the thing is, do I want to be harping on her every day? Do I want that to become the only currency? Get a job, cur- get a job, get a job. If that's the only currency of our dialogue, the only currency oh, of our relationship is that transaction back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, no, then then I'm losing my ability to actually influence. So, and, you know, we tell, our, we tell clients this, we tell people this all the time, you cannot motivate the unmotivated. No, you can't. You, I cannot motivate someone else. Right. So what is she motivated by? That's what I'm trying to think of. You know, what is she motivated yeah. by? What are the freedoms to that she actually seeks? You know, she wants the freedom to go uh, out to lunch with her friends, or mm, you know, yeah. you know, she wants the the freedom to go to the movies. She wants the freedom, right, to select uh, the college that she wants. Well, yep. that takes money. All of that takes money. 
money that she is actively uh, losing now because she's not adding a lot to it, and we are starting to make her pay for more and more of her more stuff. More and more of her stuff, like, like a percentage cell of her phone, bill cell and all phone that kind bill of stuff, yeah. and auto, you know, and gas and auto insurance and stuff like that. So it, it, it and obviously parents around the world struggle with this. It's, yeah. You know, I don't want to become harping, nagging record, broken record. Yeah, you don't which, want to become... Which they don't understand. Get a haircut, get a job, you know, that, that kind of stereotypical dad from the 60s. Yeah. But at the same time, how it's so difficult to communicate this freedom from freedom for thing, right. you know, and, and showing them the sliding scales of that. Yeah. And that they have a say in this. Because, again, we tend to think, well, if you will just leave me alone... Then I'll be free from, right. and then I can do whatever I want. Which I did this past week. I was gone for three days. My wife and yeah, you were son in, are gone, yeah. and so she was the, here during the day. All by herself. All by herself, and then at night she went to stay with her mother, I mean her grandmother, and um, and that's fine. But So she got a little she taste got a of little, what it's like. Right. Nobody asking her where she's going, what she's doing during the day. Yeah. In fact, the one time I, I was with you when you tried to call her, uh, she she was out with somebody. She was on a date. She was on a date. Yeah, and, and, yeah. you know, so uh, which yeah. he paid for. So if she didn't, that didn't cost her anything. At least he better have paid. So for that's it. the frustrating thing. Sometimes you you say, okay, I'm going to leave them mm-hmm. alone. I'm not going to harp. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to nag. Let's see what she does. And then you come back and you've been gone for most of the week, and she does. She still has, doesn't have a job. Yeah, and she hasn't presented a application. So then you want to sit down and you want to say, I thought we agreed. No, yeah, I know. No, and, and that's we what I did not. We had an understanding. That's what I did not do. What I did do is say, hey, um, we got some family who just came in town last night, and so now she's going to hang out with them, my, my sister. And But we're all going to go to the Forum, which is this, this outdoor, outdoor shopping mall, mall right? where she wants to get a job. Okay. So we're going to go there for lunch. And while we're there... Hey, this would be a good yes. opportunity for you. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to happen in about an hour. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> You'll have to right. let us know next now, week. Now, obviously, I could, you know... Um, you could fall back to a, th- this just naked appeal to your positional authority. I could do that. I'm You're your dad. Yeah. You're going to go. I'm going to drive you. I'm going to take you there. I'm going to walk you in. Yes. I'm going to introduce you to the manager. And I'm willing to do that. And uh, uh, that always is accessible, yeah. right? That all, that's always available. You can available. always The fall problem back is on that. the more you fall back on that, the less it becomes accessible to yes. you. Yes. Right? Because you it loses be careful. power. You, you, you have a few chips in your pocket yeah. with that one. And Very you, few. You can't spend them all at once. Very few. So I'm reluctant to do that yet. But, again, when you, when your kids are very young and they steal a candy bar from the grocery mm-hmm. store, that's what you do. We're walking back in. We're walking right back in, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell the cashier what you did. Yes. Yes. And I walked her in, held her hand. Yep. And, you know, she got blurted it out, you right. know, and there we go. Okay. So I'm willing to do that when they're four, five, six years old. Sure. And I'm willing to do yeah, it here. 16, I'm willing to do it here. It's a little bit more difficult, but yeah. Right, because you always want it to be led by them. You want it to be their idea. You want them to pursuing what they want. This is the this is the difficulty of any sort of leadership. And when they're four or five, six years old, and you grab them by the hand and you walk them mm-hmm. in, they'll go, and they won't say, "I hate you." 
well, and they won't say he's beating me or, you know, <laughs> try to do that with my daughter right now. Good Lord, you know, and I, yeah. I'm not going to, I would never even think no, about doing that. No, of course that. not. But so, you know, exercising that type of authority looks different now. Mm-hmm. But before I exercise authority, I want to exercise leadership. I always say, oh, yeah. don't, don't rush past that. That was okay. too good. We need to state yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think I'd said that before. Say that again. Yeah, before I exercise authority, I want to try and exercise leadership. We too often equate the, the two. two. Yeah. But again, going back to uh King George. Mm-hmm. King George had authority. Yes, he did. And he went to that well over and over again. And eventually the United States said, We don't want authority, mm. we want leadership. Yeah. And the founding fathers came together, and even though they had no authority. They led. Did. And it changed the course of human history. And then, in, I think, the decision that defined the United States' success up to this point was once they had freedom from, Mm -hmm. they did not choose, in their using their freedom too, those founding fathers did not choose to become the authority that they had just freed themselves from. Which, if there's anything that is harder than that, I'm, I, I can't think well, of it off the that, top of my head. Well, there's that quote from the King of England when he heard that George Washington was, was refusing, yeah. first of all, refusing the title of king. King, yeah. Which, actually, John Adams wanted him to take. Yeah. John Adams was a big, big... Uh, Centralized central, government. central yeah. government power, and he wanted it. Your Excellency wanted your pre- uh, king, yeah. or something very like and, it. And George Washington was one. No, I'm just so, I'm, yeah, deferring. I'm going to go by Mr. President. That's what I'm going to be called. And then the miraculous decision that after two terms he, he would step away. down. And when the King of England heard that, he said, "Then truly, he is uh, the greatest man on earth. Yeah. He's able to say no to that power because." He uh, wants the, the country to succeed. That's remarkable. It is. Absolutely remarkable. And that's what, it's a great example. It's interesting. This is, this is a nice little metaphor for our parenting thing here. Mm-hmm. Because what we have to do is choose to vacate that authority. Mm-hmm. To abdicate yeah. to our children. That the authority is there. Remember we were talking earlier about personal authority. Mm-hmm. And, and we have authority over our kids, but the whole goal is, is to get them to have authority, authority over, over themselves, themselves. right and to make them self-governing people and the more we use authority on them the less they develop authority within them so you well that, that's pretty good you know, say that again okay we gotta have that one recorded all right so what did i say the 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 more we use authority on them the less they develop authority within them mm. Authority on versus authority in. I need to write these things no, down. It's not, yeah, since we are writing a book, it's probably yeah, good to authority come up on with words. Authority in. Um, you did a, a, an interesting thing as a leader in your household. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, for both of your kids, mm-hmm. you were in D.C. Yes. And you got printed mm-hmm. copies of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Those big, like, parchment-looking copies you can buy at the National Archives. And you had them professionally yeah, mounted them, spent like and framed. Yeah, spent like 150 bucks on each of them to have them mounted and framed and hung one in each of my kids' bedrooms. 
and said, this is uh, well, two things. One, be reminded of the miracle, miraculous power of words mm-hmm. and uh, the mirac- miracle of this country. Uh, and two, uh, this is your job to declare your independence from me. And that is a Washingtonian mm-hmm. stance as a dad. Yeah. That is George Washington saying at the second term, no. Right. I will abdicate now because this is how the country will grow right. and become a self-governing entity. As a dad, as a parent, mm. informing your kids, there is a clock ticking. Yeah. And at some point in time, it will be your job to rebel against my authority. Yeah. And to claim leadership for yourself. And I want that to be as violent free as possible. Exactly. I don't want it to have to be like 1776. And it was because King George Mm -hmm. insisted on his authority. Sent the armada, continued to, yeah. That blood was shed. Lots and lots of blood. And money spent. Mm -hmm. Right? And put England in arrears and, yeah. So how do we as parents pursue that? How do I do it how, today yeah. with my daughter, right? How oh, it do all I do comes that? home, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah. It does, right? I, I need to show her. I do. I, okay, I need to do a better job of showing her her money leaving her account and going into ours. Yeah. And uh, how it's tied to percentages of her bills, right? I need to show her that. Hmm. But also, you know, at the same time, I, I, I want to communicate how much I believe in her ability to do this. Yes. I, I, you know, we did have a conversation before I left that she said, yeah, she said, you nervous? And a rare moment of opening the window into her soul, <laughs> yeah, which is very rare. Yeah. Uh, she said, yeah, I'm nervous. Going into a store, meeting somebody, you know, and handing the application. And, and you know, it, and you're opening yourself up to them saying no. To rejection, no. Yeah. And you Which have to do it. And once you get that first one uh, out done, of the way. then it's okay. But getting that first one. So how can I come alongside her, assume she actually wants a job? That's the first thing. Yeah. Make the yeah. assumption she actually does want this. She wants more money. Mm-hmm. Right? She wants more responsibility. She wants to but enlarge her it, kingdom. But you she think wants... about it. She's what she what I'm asking her to do is voluntarily put herself under a captivity of sorts. Yeah. Because you know? once you get a job You've got to show up. That's right. Some of your freedom from has been restricted. Your freedom too. Oh, so your freedom too, yeah. And your free been... but your freedom Yeah. Interesting. All right, this is all good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, well, next time, tune in next time to see how Hal totally blows it with uh, this situation. Hey, involving. thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. Two guys learning how to calm down so we can grow up, so we can get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week.